Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All righty, we are back, and it is time for another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com podcast, where we got a big show for you today. Uh, because we have a special guest, and uh, we are recording this on Wednesday. We are embargoed until Thursday uh, because there's a major announcement hoping, happening tomorrow on the uh, OU beat right beat writers. Uh, uh, well, I mean, look, let's face it. This guy uh, has been the OU beat writer. He's a uh, former um, football writers association national beat writer of the or, or beat writer of the year, not na- but just the guy. He he won the whole thing. He was the national beat writer of the year for the. Uh, the Football Writers Association, which I think he's no longer a member of at a protest. <laughs> uh, but uh, first off, the whole crew is here, Josh, Eddie, Bob, uh, but we welcome in our special guest, Jason Kersey. Uh, welcome, welcome, Jason, back to the Unofficial 40. It's been a while. Yeah, guys, uh, th- thanks for having me back. I'm sorry, my dog is barking right now downstairs, I so love I hope Buster. you can't hear that. I don't know if you know, uh, but I I am now uh, dog open. I don't know if you heard about this, but I am open to once the office is open, I have my house back, that I'm willing to get a dog. Awesome. You should. You should. What kind of dog? Well, that's been the question. Like, okay. everyone wants question. me to get a noodle of some sort because they don't shed. And Say four. Who's the one person not interested in that? Josh says four that shit correct uh because he says that dogs should be a mess when they're little uh and i kind of agree with that i mean i think you're a you're one of the biggest dog people i know jason so we might as well get into this a little bit uh before we start down the big news road which everybody knows by now if they're listening to this podcast um but like did was buster was he a little shit when he was little was he difficult to deal with was that part of the joy is just getting over the the terrible twos with him yeah i i would say so i mean yeah he was he was a little shit uh, when when he was when he was a baby and uh but but he was also my first dog really i mean we had a dog when i was a really little kid but i don't really remember much about it but when i was as an adult he was my first dog so i had to get used to all of that and uh potty training and all that stuff but but it it was it was good i mean i i wouldn't trade that for anything you you should do it man and see i i've always wanted like a retriever or a lab and people like don't get that they shed you're going to be spending your life cleaning up all their Ah. shedding and stuff uh but the only the only negative is you know this i have to get in shape if i'm going to have one of those dogs because they (laughs) want to go all the time and they need to be worn out and that's something that 
might be something that could get me in shape. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need as much exercise probably cause he's so little, but he still needs some. <laughs> so, uh, so, Mainly, so yeah. do you take him for walks or just let him loose in the backyard? Both. Both. Okay. I walk him around and, and the, I take him on runs sometimes. He's, he's a little trooper. He, wow. he goes out and he's down for anything. See, Josh, I don't know what your routine is with the dogs, how you tucker them out. Uh, we go for a walk or two a day. I mean, it's like, Carrie, and this is one of the things that I will tell you, the larger the dog you buy, the less energy you have to expend on wearing it out. Really? That is, there is a... So unda- Jason like, is expending more energy with Buster than I would with a lab or a retriever? To a certain point, yeah. No, I mean, like... But you know, like there, don't get me wrong. There is a, there is a line where like you're talking about like a toy dog and the energy level is not going to be the same as, but like you go and buy like, like a Jack Russell. I'm not buying one are, of those. No, I've seen those. They are terrible you, dogs. Yes. You will be a Kenyan runner in a short amount of time <laughs> keeping up with that dog. So like there, I mean, there's absolutely levels, but like I've had bird dogs, and that was the leanest I've ever been in my life, running that guy all the damn time. So th- th- there is, th- there's a way to do it. But I, people are like, big dogs are so much to take care of. They sleep 20 hours a day. Like, no, there's not much to it. You take them for a walk. You let them outside a little bit. And, you know, you have to deal with... You have to clean up more uh, poop the, than normal. The massive mounds of poop. Now, they're usually they- in one spot, but... It's it's enormous. You need a shovel for that work. See, I don't need a shovel. I need I need a little a little sack, a little little tiny bag to pick up Buster's poops. You just do that. That's a outside in Ziploc bag. Pick it up. Go. Yeah, he's he's very easy on on that front, and he sheds. But it, I've gotten so used to it that it doesn't even bother me anymore. I, I, there's little Robovax. Like you buy a little Robovac that does dog hair and. Like, you don't have to think about it other than emptying the tray. I mean, it's not that big a deal. All right, there's your dog talk for this episode. Um, Since you don't have kids, we don't have to worry about Bob and Josh taking over the dad pod (laughs) with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh will be able to come to the office, though, won't he? No, we talked about this yesterday. We had a phone conversation yesterday. I think I love that idea. It depends on... It depends on where he's going, and and let's get the news out there. Jason, you released it this morning, Uh, so I will let you, in your own words, explain to you, (laughs) you're going through a career change, so tell us first what you're doing uh, and then why you're making this move. Yeah, I I decided uh, to go to law school. Um, I've I've, uh, been planning it for a while, been thinking about it for for more than a year. Uh, I just it just feels like it's time for something different for for me. This job you guys all know is can be pretty demanding and you miss a lot of things. And, uh, you know, so that that's part of it. But but also just I kind of just want to go back, I think, to being a a regular sports fan again, if that makes sense. I've thought a lot about that from that perspective. I feel like every time I watch sports, I feel like it kind of feels like work almost. And so I I just kind of want to go back to to just being a fan. And I've had a great run. It's been awesome. Um, But yeah, it just feels like it's time for for something new. Well, and I mean, you have been and I want to say this, uh, you know, you've been so cool to me since you first got here. I know. I don't know. What was the first year you started on the OU beat? 2012. 
2012. And then, so, I mean, people yeah. that have followed you know that you left and, and then you worked for, uh, was it SEC Country was the first place that you left for? <laughs> yeah, may, may it rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Uh, all of those, yeah. Uh, and you, you covered Arkansas and then you went to work for The Athletic. And I, I believe you were covering Arkansas for them in the beginning, right? Well, it was kind of more SEC wide. Okay. I was I was going to Alabama and and LSU and and Auburn, Mississippi State, a bunch of those kinds of places. So I did that for a year. But then when the staff expanded, when the athletic decided to expand and go into local markets, they asked me to come back uh, to OU. So yeah, so I've been back for se- 18, 19, 20, yeah, four seasons. I've been back for the athletic. So I guess eight years total on the OU beat. Well, let me say this. Um, you have done some of the most important beat work uh, that has been done over the last decade uh, covering University of Oklahoma. And I mean, um, just the work that you did, that you put into it, the, the multiple sourcing that you did for stories. I mean, I think about talking with you as you were working on like the Buki story and you were flying out to LA just to meet his family and talk to them and, and the links that you would go through to write a feature article. Uh, there was nobody else that could match you. I know there were young guys out there like George Stoy that kind of followed your lead. Uh, and you know, he's covering the Denver Broncos now, but an OU grad, uh, you know, friend of the program. Um, but you really set a new bar uh, for covering OU football uh, with your work, really, uh, you know, at the Oklahoma and then at, at the Athletics. So uh, I, I just, don't know about all of that, but no, I appreciate it. No, it's true. It. It's true. Uh, you really did. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I think it goes without saying that we're really going to miss having you around on a regular basis. Well, thank you. I, I, that's very nice of you to say. I, I appreciate it. Now, and that's, I mean, that's the thing I'll miss the most is being around the around the, the guys, all you guys, except Josh, who I've literally never met in person still to this there day. And who says the worst and most terrible things to you? I, I Yeah, I, I'm still not totally sure that you're a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need as, proof. For those that can't see behind the, the curtain... I'm the only one that Jason can't see on Skype at this moment, so I'm just furthering the mystery. He's like free. Actually, the- he's like free guy. He's like AI for a Sooner Scoop. We just <laughs> he got invented in a computer program. And if you haven't seen Free Guy Wait, yet, I apologize. Do any of you guys have your cameras on besides me? Am I the only dork with my camera on right now? Never had it on because I don't see. I don't see any. There, of you. I just opened I just, my camera for you. I still don't see you. I, wait, wait, wait. There I am. See, I'm here, dark. Here I need more light. Now it's just a gray box. I don't know. I'm having a lot There's of trouble Eddie. with Skype today. No, we're all. Yeah, we're all. I turned it on for you. There we go. There's Eddie. I I don't see anybody. Are you can't? I can see Bob can't now. See no. no. Hold I on. Let me. Bob, I can see you guys. Yeah, everybody can see. Yep. I don't know. That's weird. Man, I hope you learn how to. Wait a second. Now I do. I got you. Oh, now. I got you now. Slow, okay. I guess. I clicked. I clicked on the wrong thing. All right, I'm good. I got you now. So I mentioned. Uh, you know, the office and you being welcome anytime you wanted to come by. Um, and it, depending on what you're going to do, like the, I think the thing that that's funniest about this is you might be going back to school at OU to, to OU law school. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm still, still figuring, uh, figuring out exactly where waiting on some more, uh, hopefully some scholarship, uh, uh, good news coming up here in the next month or so, but we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, still, still sort of waiting on some, some more information, but, but yeah, it'll, it'll be either OU or, or OCU. It, it'll, I'm staying in this area for sure. Going to have a commitment ceremony. 
You're gonna well, have to release a top five and then gonna, drag it out for a couple months. And I mean, it's do you have to respect your decision? Respect no, my decision. Sad. No, Eddie now, and we I don't, have talked. we don't. I, I want. We don't know we this, Jason. Uh, we don't know what your tweet was this morning because we're recording a day before your commitment. Like this is literally like Josh out there recording a commitment video uh, for an announcement <laughs> that's getting ready to happen tomorrow. So like. Yeah. But but bigger, but, but way, way bigger. bigger. <laughs> so, are you going to do a respect my decision or uh, no interviews, please? Like, has that been a thought process? Uh, I, well, the only idea I had for the reveal of the school, which again I won't know about that for another month. But the only thing I thought about is Eddie and I have talked about an idea. I don't know. Should we give it away, Eddie? I don't know if we should give no, it. No, we need to keep it under wraps. Okay, keep all it right, under wraps right. for now. Okay. Is right, it a merch right. idea that we can exploit? Uh, I mean, I, I think that we could probably at some somehow, some way. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. That's what we're know. in the business of now is whoring ourselves. A better idea might be putting like Jersey's face on a dartboard and selling those along with the uh, the Lincoln Riley ones. Would <laughs> will you right now commit to your favorite OU podcast? Because there are a lot of them out there. What, is, it, is there what, any way yeah. for you to signify you your your picking of your oh. favorite OU podcast? Oh, you know what? There actually is. Hang on just a second. Oh, Hang we have a hat. This, we have a hat ceremony. Hold, hold on. Hold Break on, it out on, right in front on. of us. What do I got? What do we got oh, here? Oh, it's okay. the unofficial there we go. Look at there that. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I'll wear it the rest of the time. It just it just Looks showed up great. on my door. It just showed up on my doorstep this morning. I love it. He actually bought that. Like he paid his own so money. It was that. turnaround. The the post office has a good turnaround because I think. Harry, we sent those. You sent those out yesterday, didn't you? Uh, Hold on. Yeah, I, I got the so. email last night, and it yeah. said it wouldn't be here till Friday, and then it showed up today. So that was awesome. Yeah, the post Did one of you guys is... like personally drive it to my house? No, the post office is just humming right now, man. I mean, that <laughs> there was they got. I shipped off uh, a Friday hat to Jared Followell at Kingsley, and he got it on Monday in in Nashville. So they're humming wow. right now. That's but, awesome. So yeah, I'm glad you got the hat. Uh, thanks for buying it, by the way. By the way, SoonerScoopStore.com yeah. uh, to buy all we, your yeah, official forty merch needs. I'm, we both I'm, know I'm no, that I'm no poor. I'm no poor guys. <laughs> I can I can buy a hat. I I mean Jay, the man's going to be... back to school. He's about to be a poor. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're gonna be a poor, but then you're gonna be a rich man being a lawyer when you get out of then this, he'll uh, laugh at us. media world. No, because we all know Kersey, He's gonna be he's gonna be you know championing some uber liberal cause. You liberal, <laughs> Tommy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna go straight from law school to like working for AOC or something, right? Yeah, that would that was <laughs> anything. That was a joke, everybody. That was a joke. Don't half anyway, half of our people just turned off. They're, they're I just fast forward. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> By the way, maybe you could take your law degree and you could figure out a way to allow more homeless people to live on the beaches of L.A. near USC's campus. So Lincoln Riley wouldn't <laughs> be able to send out a, a beach video every day. Let me let me ask you this: What if I got on here and told you guys that I had decided to go to USC's law school? Oh, that would be amazing. What an amazing <laughs> troll that would be. <laughs> I don't even know if that'd you be a troll. Ahead. That'd just be like, I'd be like, oh, okay, well. But what a, what a MFing way for you to go out. I mean. I, I told Kersey the other night, it's like, we needed one more thing that he was going to have to cover, but 
you're right. I mean, what a way to go out over this oh. last two months. Just go back to the SEC stuff in the summer. I mean, it's been crazy. In fact, I think, Josh, maybe you tweeted about this a few weeks ago. Just go back to like last March or February. It's been crazy. Like so much has happened in the last calendar year. Um, so, yeah, it's been insane. So, yeah, Jason's I think if, if you as of the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to now, that lower division. Like, Jason, I, I mean, want to get back into it. I'm done. To avoid this being like an interview, but like it makes me wonder. So you knew this move was coming for a while. Obviously, you put in groundwork to to set all this up. Going through over this, you know, all of this since basically Bedlam, and I mean, like you said, there's there's been other things, but obviously that's eaten up all of our time for the five of us over the last you know three or four months now. Did that make you? I mean, was it like? you know, I'm going to kind of miss this or man, I'm ready to be done with this kind of shit. Like my time being my <laughs> own again. It was kind of both. I think in, in a weird way. Cause like the Lincoln Riley stuff and the coaching search was, was a lot of work and was a pain in the ass as you guys know, but it was also kind of fun, like hanging out at the Norman airport with Eddie for, you know, for a couple of days and seeing him have to deal with that insane, crazy man, uh, that I don't know if you guys ever talked about. <laughs> um, I don't think we ever really like got into depth about the guy yeah. that was just, yeah, a wild, wild ride and experience. I, I still don't know who he was or what he was doing there, but yeah. No, so that crazy uh, week was, was a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. So I don't know. I kind of had mixed feelings about it. It is funny though, that, that Lincoln, uh, you know, gave me that that nice uh, going away gift. I went, I went almost a decade without having to worry about a coaching search, and then I got one in, in the craziest, un most unexpected way. It is bizarre because for us, like we never got. I mean, like think about Sooner Scoop's been around for since '04. Never had a legitimate coaching change, like where it's a search and you don't know who's going to be the next coach, and uh, it was like. And Josh and I always kind of felt this way. It was like. You know, our site should be, like, as big as the biggest sites, but it's just not. But, like, if you're an SEC team, like, think about, like, you know, covering Auburn. Like, think of all the coaching changes that you've been able to cover at Auburn and the craziness of them. I mean, go back right. to, to uh, 5 and 19, Gene Chizik at the airport. Not, not what we need. 5 and 19 is not what we need. <laughs> uh, like, the the just madness of that stuff like we never got to be a part of that stuff and like it was almost like 18 19 years of um stability became the craziest coaching search and just decision possible and the fact that i i i didn't really care one way or the other but just the fact that it was the question that i asked and that he yes. lied straight to my face and having to deal with so many national media people always wanting me to come on and talk about it and, and things like that. It was just like, it was, it was bizarro world times about 10. Yeah. Well, that, that question and answer him shooting down the LSU thing. And even during that game, you know, the OSU playing calling Baton Rouge during the game and like all the crazy nonstop LSU stuff for weeks leading up to that. And then for him to just deny it and then go somewhere else. I mean, God, what, a, what a great, what a crazy, crazy turn. I mean, I, I'll never forget getting the call 
from my boss saying, hey, Bruce is about to break that Lincoln's going to USC. And I was like, that can't be right. Like, wait a minute. That can't be right. So let what? me let me. So when that, Bruce, it wasn't, it wasn't real to us until it kind of started. It was like, well, Kersey's kind of working on something. It's like, are you serious? Like, this is this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I don't know. Can we say that now? What? Just that you knew that you were starting to work on something the day that it was all happening. Like that was oh. the first signal to me. It was like when when you said that you were working on something, it was like, well shit, this is really going down. Well, I think it it, it was mainly more like, okay, Bruce is putting this out there. Uh and Jason, I think you were just like, Hey, this is not a joke. Kind of like just letting yeah. people know like there yeah. may be something to this. Yeah, when when Bruce says something is happening, he's he's not wrong. He's never wrong. Knowing his, and <laughs> so, knowing his USC connections. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. When I saw that, like, when I first woke up, and I woke up late that morning because it was a Bedlam was late game podcast, all that stuff. Um, so it was probably 4 in the morning when I went to bed. Uh, and I think it was, was it about 10.30 when Bruce put that out there for the first time? Yep. Yeah, like, because mm-hmm. I think initially he put out there, like, that USC They're making- eyeing him. They're, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, eye they're him. targeting him. But it they literally, moved on to him. it literally was when I saw that Bruce was the one putting it out there, knowing like Ryan Abraham for all these years that covers USC for twenty four seven. He used to be a rivals USC guy, knowing how close he was to Bruce and to Colin Coward and like all those guys run together. Like I knew how plugged in Bruce was to USC, and so mm-hmm. when I saw, it, there was like no doubt in my mind, like this is real, absolutely, this yeah. is real. Yeah. Un- unbelievable unbelievable well, i was going to it was funny i was going to tell my bosses about my future plans on that that next monday so like two days after because i thought oh oh you lost they're not going to the big 12 championship this is the time to let them know about my future plans and uh then then all that happened so i waited until after the alamo bowl <laughs> Just like Ashton Cozart, man. He was going to commit that day. Then he <laughs> then he had to wait. Yeah. Just add two more lives to uh, the list of people <laughs> that Lincoln Riley f***ed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a crazy, crazy month, man. So but, let, but it was also a lot of fun. It was fun. Let me ask you. I mean, obviously, that's a career highlight for anybody having to go through that. But. I don't know, when you look back at covering Oklahoma, uh, whether it's Bob's retirement or, um, you know, some of the, the racial stuff that happened on campus, like, is there something that, st- that will always kind of stick with you more than anything else that you covered? Maybe a, a bowl game win. Uh, and like you said, you were here and then covering yeah. the SEC in Arkansas. So I kind of get confused, like, some of the years that you were here and not here. Well... It's a little bit extra confusing because I was at the Rose Bowl. I wasn't covering OU, but I was at that OU Georgia Rose Bowl. I was there to cover Georgia for the Athletic there that that year. Yeah. So, so it so it was it was kind of weird. It overlapped a little bit, and I wasn't there for Bob's retirement. Oddly enough, I mean, I I missed that that story. So um, I was still in Arkansas when that went down. So I don't know the the thing I've and I, and Carrie, it's funny that I told you this is kind of my second exit interview here on this podcast because you know, <laughs> we did something very similar when I moved to Arkansas. Um, 
But uh, I, I don't know. The one that will always stick out to me is Eric Stryker and the SAE stuff, just because that was so unheard of that a, a player would reach out to a reporter to do an interview about something of, of that magnitude. So that's the one. I think that's the thing that will always stick out to me. That Rose Bowl was was amazing. Um, was just an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, well, plus you got uh, to meet your idol, a three-year letterman. Well, that that was when that was the UCLA game, actually. That was uh, wait a minute. That was mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was, that was when we were out there for UCLA. When we, that was we a memorable night for everybody. So why was he out there then? He lives out there. Oh, he well, lives the out a- there. Okay. The actor that plays him in the videos <laughs> lives out there. The guy who does Correct. the actual Twitter account doesn't live in LA. He, I I know who he is and where he lives, but I'm sworn to secrecy on that. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize that they were different people. I thought the actor yeah. was the Twitter account. Nope. nope wow. That's not Mm-mm. him. So the, the Twitter account, is he like a writer for his series? Well, it was all him. He's the Twitter account is what started it all. He's like helps them with that stuff. But yeah, he um he still does the Twitter, but he's I mean it's been a while I since think I, I read your profile on that. Yeah. No, I, the way I described him in the story was that he he's in his late 30s or early 40s. He's an attorney, and he lives north of the Mason-Dixon line. That was how I <laughs> described him in the story, to keep it vague. Well, I, I mean, like you said, we've kind of done this before, um, but I'm kind of curious, like, as you're leaving this, you know, we spent two years straight now just doing Zoom calls. It's been taxing on everybody. And yeah, uh, I think as you're leaving, now it's going back to in-person stuff, uh, which, you know, I know, I mean, ultimately in the end, how much would you say just these last couple of years and kind of losing a connection with the people that you cover and things like that, and even the people you cover the team with, how much of that made you start thinking about, well, okay, maybe... I want to get out of journalism. Yeah, I'm sure it had something to do with it. The pandemic sucks for everybody. I mean, it's that that 2020 season was the worst. I mean, that was just the worst. Um, at least we got our the road trips, and I was still able to see a lot of you guys at least sometimes. But I mean, doing everything on Zoom, um, you know, not being able to be around people, not being able to, you know, the last two years of doing everything post game on Zoom that sucked. Um, Trying to explain to people in 20 years that when you went to travel to cover a team and still sat in the press box to interview people after the game on a, on a, on a computer screen, they'll never yeah. understand that. They'll be like, but why? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was just, that was just awful. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that probably made me rethink things I would say for sure. Um, and yeah, it's going back to normal and, and you know, there was a lot of people ask like, well, now that Brent's here, cause I mean, I think things are going to be better media wise. Don't you guys, I think things Absolutely. are about to be a lot better media wise. No, um, I, I, they're, they're definitely going to be, I think they're already getting better. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that. Well, yeah, I mean this it, month, it would be I, tough for be, them to be much worse. <laughs> last month, Aber and I talked to Dylan Gabriel. That would have never happened under the, under the previous right. regime. Yeah. So, so I do think things are getting better, but uh, but but I still I I still think on the whole this is this was the right move for me to uh, to, to get out now. Do you think? Uh, I mean, since you got into it, you, I mean, when you got into it, you were you were coming out of doing the high school beat. 
Uh, yeah. And you probably were part of the last golden age, like back in 2012, of beat writing. Like, is it difficult to kind of see what's happened to beat writing and just overall, whether it's access or the type of uh, reporting that gets done or lack of reporting that gets done? Uh, you know, the, the, the way that information is consumed and digested and, and, and even, uh, presented, like, I have to think just looking back at it, it's changed probably more since you started in 2012 that it has the entire history of journalism in the past. I mean, 2012, my first season, we still got every assistant coach whenever we wanted them. Remember? I mean, that was well, except Jackie Ship because he would never come in. He just wouldn't uh, do it. He wasn't yeah. even recruiting. He wasn't doing media. <laughs> he, he was doing nothing. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jackie Ship was the only assistant I think I never met um, that that I covered. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember that first year we got any assistant we wanted. We got any player we. We're still talking to freshmen. I remember Sterling Shepard was a freshman that year, and we got to talk to him once he'd played in a game. So obviously it changed a lot through the years uh, from from that perspective. Um, but, I mean, e even stuff like, you know, I remember my first and second. I remember after Notre Dame, the the game in South Bend, uh, you know. 2013. And, and Yeah, 2013 and other road games. Do you remember how we used to just be able to get whoever? We just stood by the bus and waited for them to come by to yeah. get players. Do you remember that? Like that wasn't that long ago when we, we got to do stuff like that. Now it's all so controlled and, and uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's changed a, a lot since then. And then you also look at the, the um, I mean, the Oklahoma had uh, and the Tulsa world both had two beat writers each back then. Um, I guess the Oklahoma does again, they have but two again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was just different. Um it, it was a lot, it was a lot different and, and I know it was even more different, you know, five or six years before that. So it's, it's slowly gotten worse and worse, but again, hopefully Brent kind of brings things back to being a little bit better. Cause I know things at Clemson uh, are a lot different than they are here. Uh, it, it, yeah, it will be interesting. I know the fans are like, you know, we, we would love to see a practice every now and again. And the thing I've always told people about open practices is, you don't have to do it very often. Like I, I, I did this job in the era where you could go to practice every day, and we none of us did it regularly. Like we would all learn when the part of practice was that you go to that's interesting, which is you know basically when they start scrimmaging at the end, uh, and that's the only part that's really worth watching. So like if they, that's the thing I find funny, if coaches open practice and made it just anybody could come anytime. People get really bored really fast of watching practice. It's kind of like a spring, you know, a spring game. It's like people get all juiced up to go to spring game, and after the first quarter, they're like, eh, "This isn't really what I thought it was going to be." Like they're not really tackling, and nobody's really playing, and they're sitting out all these guys. Yeah, I, you know, not not to defend the the idea of shutting down practice because oh, I wish I'm not I doing that. I'm just practice. saying, but like, I'm just saying you make but, it into your mind, well, in your mind, like you're getting denied yeah. this great thing. What right, I, I'm just right. saying every once in a while, it, it wouldn't hurt anything. I mean, it, nothing at all. No, but I mean, the reason they do it is because now everybody has their camera phone and, and you can't trust everybody. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming back yeah. then there, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, I'm not going to name any names or talk any shit about anybody in particular, we but do there are people the on this here. beat. There are people on this beat that I wouldn't want at practice. Uh, you know, 
their people are in the media that I wouldn't want at practice if I was them. So uh, it's it's just changed, right? I mean, there's they're, no they're probably, there's not a code anymore. I mean, people don't that's understand. What I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, people that's don't understand. I mean. Like the NFL still trusts their beat writers. Like you, you can watch practice, you can't just talk about this and that, and they uphold that code. I don't think there are enough qualified people out there and and enough qualified outlets really because there's so many just mm-hmm. outlets that aren't respectable that just have you know have part-time people that are hobbyists. I mean, I I think Eddie knows this. I use this word a lot. Like there be it's less professionals and more hobbyists that are covering college football now. Yep. Yep. And it's gotten worse. And I mean, it's like I, I've always heard that the NBA is really bad about stuff like that. But I mean, it, college football isn't that far behind, really. But they still and in some and in some places it's fully there. But in the know? NBA, they don't let you watch any practice. You just sit in a room until it's over and then they drag you out. And, yeah. And give yeah. you like three people to talk to. Sure. Yeah. So. But everybody, so yeah. but they let everyone in. So it's like all these guys that like you know, um, run an overnight board or something at a radio station uh, or have the tiniest a blog or a podcast with five listeners, like the Thunder, like, yeah, you can come to our games just to kind of spread goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, OU, that, OU and, and a lot of places haven't gotten to that level yet. But, I mean, you know, again, they're, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> no one goes scorched, scorched earth. <laughs> no, but like you said, it is getting better, and I think it will get better. And we're not here to trash OU or you know what's no, happened no, in the no, past no. or anything no, like no. that. So I think Mike Houck's trying. I think Joe Castiglione knows they have to do better. And I just don't think Brent's going to be as big a dick as Lincoln was there. I said it. I said it again. <laughs> no, but it's the it's it's not like you're saying it to take a shot at Riley. It's just the truth. Like it, can't get in trouble for saying that. Something that isn't a lie. It's like, Actually, I, you I think can. Brent Venables. I've, I've proven that. Just you understands can. the relationship portion of people having to do their jobs better than Lincoln did. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, what, that let me ask you minutes, this. Let me ask you this because you covered him. You know, uh, you know, as when he was a head coach. All right, real quick. As much as we love Jason Kersey, uh, we love DeadSoxy.com even more. Uh, because they are our major sponsor for the podcast. They make this possible uh, as much as anybody. And that's why you need to go and support Dead Soxy at DeadSoxy.com. Uh, use that promo code BOOMER and get 25% off. Uh, they've got the new Mardi Gras collection out there. It's not just all about OU socks. Uh, they've got a lot of fun socks out there. A lot of serious socks for you if you uh, want to upgrade the wardrobe heading to work. Uh, also, boy, 70-degree weather. Remind you, uh, it's time maybe to stock up again on the no-shows. Uh, but, uh, the premium socks from dead socks, he made for the hustle. Uh, they got the true state technology, uh, patented game changing true state technology. that keeps your socks in place. Uh, detail craftsmanships, flat seams, buttery soft. I mean, these socks are like wearing little clouds on your feet. So go check them out, Dead Soxy. They've also got the OU collection, uh, two different four-packs, an eight-pack if you want all of them uh, for game days coming up uh, this fall or even uh, the big spring game coming up at the end of April. Uh, So go check them out, deadsoxy.com. Great partners, great friends. Uh, Use that promo code BOOMER and get 25% off of your next order at deadsoxy.com. And remember, as always, stay soxy. 
what, that let me ask you minutes, this. Let me ask you this because you covered him. You know, uh, you know, as when he was a head coach. What's just your overall opinion of Lincoln Riley as a person? <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that? Because I mean, there's I, no that's good a, way for me to answer there's that. There's no way he can answer but that. But no, I mean, because no, there I is said, a way to answer that. Like, you can say that you don't know. Like, like I, I don't, I mean, oh, yeah. like, if someone asked me that, like, I would be like, I followed that guy around for, how many years was he here? Since 2015? I mean, I followed yeah. that guy around for six years, and I still don't think I know a damn thing about him or who yeah. he really I mean, is. Yeah. I, I mean, when when he first got to OU and, you know, I went to Muleshoe, Texas and talked to his parents and his old friends. Again, I did this the big stuff that you do that nobody else has done. I did this big profile of him. And after that, I, you know, I thought he was fine, good to deal with and, and helpful. And uh, when I came back and he was head coach, I mean, I, I don't think Lincoln's a bad guy. I don't have like any animus towards him. Um, he never was like mean to me or rude to me really, or anything like that. He was just very, he was just very hard to know, particularly after he became head coach that that's really, that's it. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't really have, um, a strong, uh, negative opinion of him. Like I know a lot of people do. Cause I mean, I, I got along with him for the most part. I just didn't know him the way, that even I felt like I knew Stoops. I just didn't feel like I knew him. Or no, the way I no. knew Brett Bielema when I was there for one year. Yeah. You know, I feel like I knew Brett a lot better than I knew Lincoln. And that's just his style. I mean, it is he has every right to be that way, but that's 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 sort of my opinion. I don't I don't dislike him. I don't I'm not gonna sit here and say bad things about him as a person. I just don't really know him. Yeah, I mean that and that's kind of what I was getting at. I wasn't trying to get yeah. you to drop Molotov cocktails on his personality, you know, on his uh, yeah. his character. I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I always thought that we had, you know, a, 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 a not, to, not, it was never contra, you know, is there adversarial? We never, we never fought about anything. We never butted heads about anything. He seemed to be kind of, uh, you know, he would, in interviews and stuff, like he would kind of do that thing he does. Like, I remember sitting there at the table at Big 12 Media Days and Mark Rogers was interviewing him. And I wasn't even on the microphone. I was just sitting there listening to what he had to say. And uh, he kept, like, mentioning my name and stuff, like, because I was sitting there. Like, it's just those little things that coaches do to kind of let, you know, like, it's kind of like I I'm, I'm, I'm don't have my camera on, but it's kind of doing the finger shoot, like, eye click, like, you know, buddy, yeah. you know, kind of that thing. Uh, so you would get those little things, and then he would just make little comments to you once in a while. And I, I would see him do it with Eddie every once in a while, too. Uh, so you kind of thought like, okay, well, he's acknowledging who I am and he's saying that he's okay with me being there and like, but that was like the, that was the most connection that you had with Lincoln Riley. There was yeah. never any off the record stuff. There was never any, Hey, you know, I, I, I know you were say, talking about this and I just want to set you straight that this is the right. reason why things yeah, like are the Bob way they would, are. Bob would call you Carrie and yeah. like, if you guys, you know, got, I'm not saying you got into an argument or anything, but if you asked him something at a post practice, he'd call you back and like give you a little bit more of what he wanted to say. No, like yeah. Percy knows this. Yes. Like if you're doing your job, you, you at some point you're going to ask some questions that, you know, kind of get a, a reaction out of people and, and they don't always like your questions, but uh, you know, it's, it's a lot like the best example would be like the Joe Mixon stuff when that was going on and it just kept going on. And I remember we were at big 12 media days and it was like, three years after it had happened and, and um, 
you know, in someone on the dais, like on the podium in the big room, they brought up Joe Mixon again. Like, why is he still on the team? Like, this is like, you know, in, in, because there was somebody, I think nationally at that point, somebody was like, well, Bob Stoops never even suspended him for a year when he had been, you know, he was forced to redshirt when he would have played as a freshman. And then that kind of became a deal. And so I think that was what the, the person at the press conference asked him. Uh, and then his, you know, walk-off thing ended up being a whole bunch of Joe Mixon stuff. Uh, and I was standing out in, like in the lobby, in the radio row lobby, and he just walked up to me and he said, you know, I, I get it. He said, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, if this had happened today after everything we've been, we've been through and after, you know, this was after the Ray Rice stuff and after the uh, uh, Kareem Hunt stuff, like, uh, he was like, he wouldn't be on the team anymore. Right. So, like, he, I mean, he would come by and tell you little things, little nuggets like that, let you know where he stood on, you know, really big issues. And you yeah. never got any of that from Lincoln. Well, I, I remember the first time Stoops called me when he was angry about a story. I think the statute of limitations has passed on this. I can probably tell this story, right? Um, it was, uh, I can't remember what year it was. And I, I honestly don't even really remember what the story was. I just remember that my phone rang. And I didn't have the number in my phone because I was still relatively new on the beat. And I picked up and I knew the voice immediately. <laughs> and he was and he was pissed yeah. about whatever it was. And he went on and on and on. And 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 I at first I was a little bit like taken aback because at, at that point, I think I was still so new on the beat. I, I'm not even sure I knew that Bob knew my name mm -hmm. at that point. And uh, but we he gave it to me a little bit. I kind of like argued my point back and I think he respected that I like gave it back to him a little bit. Yeah, that's the and Youngstown in him. He 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 likes it when you don't just take it take it lying yeah. down. Yeah. And so by the end of the call it was just all right, well I'll see you at the next press conference. And that was the end of the conversation and we were good. Yeah. You know, it was like it was like sometimes it was like he just needed to get it off his chest and then we could all move on. And that happened I would say five or six times when I covered Bob and and it was always fine. And to this day, I, I feel like I have a really good relationship with Bob now, you know, uh, at this point. But but yeah, I mean, that that kind of stuff never happened with Lincoln. And no, I he think just that would that block you and on I think Twitter that, if he disagreed with you. And I think that stuff is important between a beat writer and a, and a head coach. Yeah. And I hope Brent is a little bit more like Bob was. I mean, it's just simple communication. I mean, it's just amazing how much communication helps everything. Yeah, and it's very. Yeah. It, it, it's not a lot of communication. It's just a little bit. It's a. It's yeah. clarifying yeah, there, there a point. Was zero in the last regime. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's not like Bob and I talked all the time uh, on the phone. It was pretty rare, but it did happen. And the same thing, again, like I said, when I was in Arkansas, I remember a couple months after being on that beat, I got a call from Bielema about something he was upset about, but we worked it out and we were good. So that stuff, that stuff is important. I wish I would have saved some of my voice mess voicemails over the year from Kevin Wilson. <laughs> he would just tell you. I don't think the statute of limitations have uh, have, have have arrived for those to be released. Let's just they're, say, they're like Hillary Clinton's emails. Let's just say if you had a scrimmage report uh, that was very pro defense, you would get an earful on your on your voicemail from Kevin Wilson. That's funny. I think you still get those, and you're not even covering his team anymore. <laughs> no, we're good now. We're good now. So, well, not angry email, not angry voicemails, just voicemails in general. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I don't know. I, it, what was it that when Lincoln said like uh, they would play Ohio State or something like that? Um, I can't remember the scenario in that. Maybe it was. Oh, it was before they played Florida. Uh, it was they they had COVID cancellations and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they were like they needed a, he knew they needed another marquee win in order to be really considered for the playoffs. Uh, and I think Ohio State, yeah, they had like an open week and oh, you had an open week and or something. And uh, I texted Kevin and I was like, you seen all this? And uh, I think he said we can find plenty of ten and two teams around here that we can beat or something like that. I mean, <laughs> oh shit. I need to. I bet that's not too far up my my phone thing. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, Kevin's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, I mean, I never covered him. I've I've only talked to him a couple of times through the years. But, but yeah. Uh, all right. Um. So, I don't know. I mean, do you think that you will? Like you said, you're going to be a fan now. What does that look like? You gonna tweet at at us on Saturdays about why this guy isn't playing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't we said I was gonna become an OU fan. We want you to become an ombudsman or whatever those things He's are. He's gonna like, get the Kiwan Jones gloves back out. <laughs> oh. Finally, wear them during a game, Kersey, on a Saturday. Well, he only has one. He never got the matching set. That's actually not true. You miss. You forgot the story, Carrie. Okay, I did forget the story, but I hear a yep. lot of stories. <laughs> yep. I did, you know, Kersey, I did tell your, uh, Annie, your wife the other day, it's, how weird do you think it's going? Is it really going to even set in until maybe August? Yeah. Or maybe July, like when, when Big 12 Media Days and stuff like that fires up. But when you have those first couple Saturdays and you're like, well, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I'll have that when spring football starts, when the spring game happens. Um, and, and that's part of why I wanted to leave now. I I, I didn't want to go straight from working full time into something like law school. I wanted to take a break and I didn't really feel like going through the spring. But I do think the spring is going to be a weird time. But yeah, Big 12 media days, definitely. And then and then absolutely the first couple of games, the first road trip, the first OU Texas game. God, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that big time. You can go, though. You can like you can go. That's true. That's you can true. just meet us and just be drunk off your ass before we go into the game. Woo-hoo! That's true. I'm going to come break into the, the new Sooner Scoop offices and, and uh, harass you guys on game days. We'll just pretend Carey. to be homeless, and they'll let you roll right in. <laughs> That's well, that what was you a problem do. this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, you should probably like just deactivate your Twitter account for a while. Maybe that. I really help. might. I really. I've really actually thought about that. I need to. I need to detox from Twitter a little bit after all these years. Because you know how that goes, especially you. You are in kind of the more traditional media. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of people that just don't even know that you're not even in the media anymore. They're right. going to be sending you football questions. Right. Because <laughs> I know, and I know you're still getting requests from radio stations like uh, to come on like in two weeks or something. And they don't know that you've announced that or you, you know, that you were announcing today that you were getting out of the media. So you got that to deal right. with too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there. There are a couple, one in particular that has been texting me a lot about, can you come on this day? Can you come on this day? And I'm like, I, I can't tell you yet, but 
No, I can't. <laughs> and by the way, in a week, you don't want me. I'm not what you want anymore. So, Oh, they'll take anybody these days, Jason. I, I'm telling you. Yeah. Have you seen some well, of the radio lineups in this market? I have, actually. They've it's pretty depressing. There is one person in particular that cannot be killed. <laughs> they, they've given some radio shows. Forget having them on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it's an interesting market, that's for sure. <laughs> Jason's just too nice. Like he we're just setting him up, and he's like, he "Nope, do not doing it." You're you're still a you public guys, figure. You're still not, you know, like you're going to be like slander laws might apply to you next week. Like, get it out while you can. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Come on. Come on. I, I also don't want to get murdered. So that's <laughs> Don't worry. Eddie and I are first in line. Your way. The, you'll hear the reports long before you need to know that. You this is just a doors. long play in case he gets into criminal defense. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Oh, no. man. Never. It'll be it'll be me that's in trouble. That's usually in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, well, I, I like now that I'm not in the business anymore, Eddie. To talk to you, am I going to have to order a cameo now? Is that <laughs> is that the way? Yeah, that's usually the way it works. Okay. <laughs> just I just like, hey, Eddie, how you doing? In the cameo, tell me how you're doing. Here's twenty. I'll send you back a box. video. <laughs> I guarantee a three-day uh, turnaround. So, I mean, <laughs> you might not get it in 24 hours, but you'll get it in 72. There's no doubt about that. I think that'd be a, a great next bit for you, Eddie. Just every day release a message to Kersey on Twitter just to tell him how <laughs> things are going on the beat. And That would you know. actually be really funny. That would be, that would be bad. A little motivational. <laughs> testimonial, I guess. It'd be more of a testimonial than a motivational. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, at some point, Josh, when you're up here, we've got to have lunch or something. You've got to prove to me that you're real. <laughs> well, now that you're, you know, not in the market, may maybe that can be arranged. I don't, you know, meet with the others. Like, Brian <laughs> Aber hasn't seen me in years. So, you know, that's... Well, he, and and, and we know each other personally. There has right, been some talk, Kersey, that we're going to force him to be in Norman on game days, home games th this year, so... Okay. Uh, All right. I I'll need a private plane. I need it chilled to seventy one degrees when we fly. Um, we'll need toys for the girls. Uh, you just you know I, I've got you a list. on this business just like I do. <laughs> you can pay for shit. Hey hey, that office is your baby, and you, we both know it. What was the name of the dog that was on the flight from Baton Rouge to, to Sassy. Norman? Sassy. 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 Yeah. Maybe they can just swing over from Baton Rouge, pick you up. Yeah. And then, and then I bet we could get I bet we could get Chris to do that. I think that I'd probably actually be pretty doable. I would live Sassy's go. life in a heartbeat. Chris I'll even yeah. Chris, <laughs> I know I know the kids are listening. Uh, let's work something out. We can help help you know with that wheels up or net jets bill maybe a little bit. <laughs> just got to swing over and pick up Josh in Houston. Now that I'm out of the business and won't be tweeting as much, Josh, are you going to treat noble kids a little bit better now? <laughs> Ooh, this, this was a worthwhile question. He, this is this is the entire reason Kersey came on the podcast to ask this question. I know it is. Uh, are you going to treat no. bands better, Kersey? 
Me? Oh. Yeah. What? Now that you're out of the business. Is your, hatred against, is your hatred against marching bands going to stop now that you're out of the oh, business? Oh, did you say bands? I thought you yeah. said fans. No, no, no. I was like, I don't think I've been mean to fans, <laughs> no. have I? Just conservatives. Uh, I haven't been mean to them either, by the way. <laughs> of which there's very uh, few in the OU fan base. So I, w- I wouldn't have lasted this long if I was mean to conservatives in Oklahoma. Come on. Are you kidding me? Um... I, I and by the way, I was never mean to marching bands either. I made I made a couple of jokes that were not well received that were uh, that were taken too literally, um, and then that's how that all happened. But no, I, I don't have hatred for marching bands. Were you here for the great musical uh, disaster pregame uh, routine for the bands? You were probably gone then. What, what um that I, was I don't when rem- uh like Max Westheimer decided they wanted to make the uh the oh. opening thing all show tunesy. Oh no 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 I was because remember I had to write about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was at the Oklahoma. You were at the Oklahoma. Yes, 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 that's right. Okay. I, I had to write about it. I had to like call and do all this digging on that. And uh yeah, and I and you guys I don't remember if you Garen Emig in particular gave me such a hard time over those stories. <laughs> Well, we just did it. We were able to do it as just radio shtick. Like we saw that video and we it's blew it up. Fault. We blew it up to where it became yeah. like this statewide. Like we were, it was literally one of the, may, it might be the only time for our morning show that we go from five to nine. We did nothing but take calls that day. Just of irate OU fans that were not going to stand for a show tunes version of the pride of Oklahoma. Yeah, that was the reason that I had to do all that reporting is because you made such a damn big deal about it on the sports animal. So, so but, yeah. But yeah, I'm not I the one that, that assigned you all that work, so I, I don't feel bad about it. You're right. That's you're your right. fault for having an editor like you had. Did, did, uh, did I'm trying to remember, did they actually do that show tunes bit for one game? Didn't they actually do it No, 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 no. It, it killed one... it. it. They killed oh, it Oh, quick. they never did it no. for a game. Okay. And I oh, think, right, right, because right. the recording you had was from like a practice, right? right? Yeah, that was. Yes, yeah. it was like a Facebook uh, practice, and I think that only got released because people in the band hated it. Oh yeah, they were pissed because I talked to a lot of them when mm-hmm. I was doing all that. Yeah, they were pissed. But yeah, you were, you were. That was what it was. You were kind of like their champion, and that's why we gave you a hard time. But then you got sick of being their champion, and so then you made some flippant comments, kind of to turn heel, uh, like a, like it was NWO or something. Uh, I'm talking Bob's language now, uh, and and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like you became the villain. But in well, and the fun, thing it, that was funny about it was like, but no, I'm the one who helped save you in the first place. You, it was like you know, you became the Dark Knight. It was two things. There were two things I said on Twitter about the band that that just caused outrage. The first one, and I, I stand by both comments. The first one wasn't even a joke. It was uh, 2015. They brought back the 85 national championship team, which included Ricky Dixon, who at that time, you know, was in a wheelchair. Was was really it was hard for him to get places, and they just kind of put they put the team out there at halftime, quickly introduced them, and then rushed them off the field so that the band could do their performance. And I said something like, hey, Ricky Dixon is here, and you know the 1985 champions, let's make a bigger deal out of this. And I think I said, forget the oh, band on yeah. a day like today. Yeah. No, and I agreed and, with you on that. I mean— And some one person wrote me like this open letter 
about the the meaning of the band and how much my comments had hurt him. I mean, it was insane. And then, and you're like, this then, man is not have long to live. Like, let <laughs> him be honored and and just not do band one day. I mean, I agree yeah, just, with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, and they were the 85 national champions. They deserved more than two seconds of an introduction, you know. Um, but then the other one was at the Peach Bowl, the LSU Peach Bowl, when it was 49 to 14 or whatever at halftime. And I joked that oh, uh, my point was OU's so bad today, they shouldn't even let the OU band on the field at halftime. And the actual Pride of Oklahoma account responded <laughs> to me. I remember that now. And then I had marching band people from all over the country tweeting at me about what a what an asshole I was because they didn't understand the joke. So yeah, I've I've made them mad a couple of times. Whatever. There, that's a very fiercely loyal and proud alumni base, and and sensitive. A, a lot of them don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, I think that's what I've learned through your foray into <laughs> band politics. <laughs> I, I don't think I said anything else about the band for the rest for the rest of the time I was covering OU because although it I became didn't want, a beat, I didn't, it became I didn't a beat that. joke for people to get your picture on the field like in to position it in a way that the band was standing behind you every year yeah yeah which yeah. is one that of my favorite Eric Bailey. Bits. yeah Eric Bailey every year that was everybody the best one was at the it was actually at the Peach Bowl Peach Bowl uh, yep. I, we were on the field before the game, and Eric said that he saw where the band was, and he said, hey, J hey, Kersey, my friend is in section three whatever. Do you see that section? And I like was pointing at it for him, and he took a picture, so it looked like I was pointing at the band. <laughs> like you were funny. doing the number one holding it up like <laughs> the, during the Pride song. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so he, he got me. He got me. Jason, um, man, uh, like I said, I think I said everything that needs to be said about how much we appreciate you and appreciate. I know the fans certainly appreciate the work that you've done over the years to to you know bring a lot of you know player stories to life. Um, and, and really, you've done it as good as anybody. Uh, I know you won't listen to me when I say that, but it's the truth. So well, thank you. Um, I'm looking for. We're still friends. We're still going to talk all the time. Like this is not a sad occasion for me. No. If no. you end up going to OU Law School, you're welcome to hang out at the office anytime you want. Um. So you know, doors are always open for you. And if you decide that you hate the law, you you have a place at Sooner Scoop someday, maybe. Oh right, well, that's good to know. It's that's really good to know. Thank you, thank you, Carrie, and thanks for the kind words. You guys, you guys are the best, and and you guys know how I feel about you. All, all of you. So, so thanks for always, uh, always being great friends and also, uh, helping me, uh, promote my stuff, you know, a little bit from, from time to time on here. So I've always appreciated you guys. Bob, Even though I was, I was Eddie. very, I was very intimidated by Carrie at first. Carrie and John Shin are the two people I was most intimidated by when I first got on the beat. And now, you know, two great friends. I just so. have rest, resting bitchy face. Resting <laughs> asshole face is more like it. I and and I told you the story. Like Dave Sittler has the same thing. So I was intimidated by him when I was young, until I walked up to him one take, day because we were riding the elevator and uh, I I told him that I had a secret name for him and it was Captain Curmudgeon, and he got really <laughs> mad and like it upset him greatly. And then we became good friends after that. We still to this day text all the time. So yeah, yeah. 
So no, it, it's it's pretty funny how that how that works. But but yeah, a beat life is is different. It's really hard to describe. I, I was telling my wife the other night how weird this is going to be, and and the weirdest part is going to be not being part of the beat anymore. And that I mean that is a uh, it's it's the sort of uh, friendships and and it's a it's a it's a thing that's very hard for people who aren't part of it to understand. But it it's a very meaningful relationship, and I'm going to miss you guys a lot. Not that we won't still see each other, but you know what I mean. Bob, Eddie, uh, any any last words for Jason before we let him go? No, I don't think so. I, I just no. echo everything that you guys no. said, Gary. Get him. Good, good luck being the next Robert Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. What, what, what kind of law are you looking to do? I, I don't know yet. That's that's uh, I, I haven't figured that out. I, I've got a few ideas, but I, I'm kind of trying to go in with an open mind. I just kind of want to see what what appeals to me when I get there. Can we start like a pool on what what year into law school it is that you become insufferable at dinner because you're just arguing all the time with people no matter what? <laughs> yeah, you can. Annie, Annie, my wife is is uh, very concerned because one of the shows that we watch religiously is Law and Order SVU. It's like a show we've watched together forever. And she's like, "Are you going to start like pointing out tearing flaws apart in show? plot points and things?" She, she's like, "You better not do that. That's going to be so fucking <laughs> annoying. You better not do that." I'm just so. going to be looking for the Dimitri Flowers, uh, Jason Kersey law firm here in Oklahoma City to be opening up. I got, I got to get with Dimitri. I, I, I think he's in his. It's, he's in his second or. Th- Third year, yeah. I think, right now think at, uh, yeah. at OU. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's in his second, second year. year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hermes Flowers to, and Associates? I mean, that him. sounds, yeah, it sounds good. Lord knows we'll always need a little. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what Kersey is relying on. Unfortunately, is, well, the scoop guys will need help. Unfortunately, what Eddie said is actually true. We have need, needed lawyers from time to time. Basically, because Josh keeps naming his uh, features on the website after obscure uh, <laughs> influencer uh, band slash other influencer companies. That, uh, but their 47 followers came after us. It was serious. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Didn't uh, didn't Gabe and Teddy deal with something similar? Didn't they have a, a an issue with somebody that came after them for their name? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Maybe maybe I'm not supposed to talk about that. I don't know. I think they did, and it was somebody that was, and they were like, "Idiots! Do you realize that this is named after uh, Mike Hosty, and we've known him like his wife was my wife's nanny, uh, you know, growing up. So like he's basically our family." Yeah. So it's like, yeah, some company that tried to claim they were Oklahoma Breakdown. I think when that name has clearly been established. So yeah. All right, man. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll let you go, and uh, we'll see you around. But I know, uh, sad day, uh, but glad you're getting to do what you want to do and just kind of unplug. I mean, I can't imagine what that's going to be like. I know you're getting ready to go on vacation. It'll probably be the most relaxing vacation you've ever had in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Wife and I later this month are planning a trip to Puerto Rico, so we're very excited about that. And yes, it will be the first time I've been on a vacation like that where I won't be wondering, is a coach going to get hired? Is some, a recruit going to commit? Is somebody going to come from the transfer portal? Not going to have to worry about it at all. That's you guys' problem now. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kersey. <laughs> Appreciate it, man.
Thanks, guys. All right, so appreciate Jason Kersey making the time. And uh, Bob Prisbillo uh, has a special interview. I don't know, do we want to say who you're getting ready to interview? you got to leave us a little bit early for? Mm, let's just let it linger out there for That a bit. means Bob will not be ready to publish that article for another three days, probably. Uh, so, am I right? We got a lot of. There's gonna we, be a lot of trans, transcribing. We, we do have a lot of media coming up uh, this, you know, today. Uh, as you're hearing this podcast in the afternoon, uh, we're getting all the assistance that we haven't talked to. So there's going to be a ton of content coming out uh, on Sooner Scoop over this next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But also, we wanted Bob to give him a chance to just talk a little bit about Porter Moser's big win. Uh, last night or Tuesday night against West Virginia, coming off that overtime win in Bedlam. Uh, now you have one final game coming up this weekend before the tournament. So, Bob, where do the Sooners stand right now in regards to the NCAA? Still need a lot of help. You know, they got to win in Manhattan, which they haven't done in a decade. And then I think they got to have a upset victory in the two seven game, whoever that ends up being in the big 12 tournament, but I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. And that's sort of been their MO the entire season is they just do what's expected. They don't have that surprising run where they win games. They're not supposed to. And that's what they're going to have to do from this point forward. They shouldn't win in Manhattan, but they're going to have to, if they do, then they're the seven seed. Then they're going to have to beat Baylor, Kansas or Texas tech. How, however that top three is going to shake out here in the next couple days. But, I mean, they're they're showing now that they can play without Elijah Harkless. They're showing the committee that they're able to adjust to what they're trying to do there. And the way they finished against West Virginia with a 44-point second half, that's one of the best halves they've played in a long time. So maybe carries over. Maybe there's some confidence going against Wildcats. But it's still um, it, it's hard to suggest this team will win a pivotal road game when it's just not something they've been able to do throughout the course of the season. You know, it's one of those things too, that I almost walked away last night thinking future wise, it seems like everything's going to be a, maybe a, not as I guess up and down as we might've thought when you're going through the doldrums of what this last month and a half has been. I mean, you're getting Tanner Groves back next year. You're getting, uh, Elijah Harkless back after you can stomach that injury. Uh, you know, granted that he has a good rehab process. You would you would think that Mo Gibson, if he, I know Fran Fraschilla threw it out there on Wednesday morning. He's going to probably look at his options, but you kind of almost expect him to come back. Uh, you got that recruiting class coming back. It's like it's a good foundation. I know that you know they're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament this year, which I would say is probably uh, you know below expectation of what we thought this group was going to be. But at the same time, uh, it, it seems like it's a good building block for Porter Moser and that group over there uh, as far as what they're they're trying to build and what they're trying to get moving forward. It is. And all you need is like one great or not even great. One good night from Bijan Cortez and CJ and CJ Nolan to like, oh, sure. OK, th- this is this is what this is what it could be about moving forward and that's what you had on Tuesday and yeah West I, I thought Bijan Bijan was great in the 14 yes. minutes that he played you know he can take a game over with his passing with his court vision and the way CJ played in the first half with his his little spurt that is encouraging that's showing that these freshmen weren't so beat up from the last month that they couldn't turn it back around 
on on a day like that. And so you think about Tanner and Jacob Groves, Jalen Hill would be a senior, be the rare four-year senior in this this day and age. And then Nolan, Cortez, Austin Mason. Like if you only have to go to the portal to find like two or three compared to six or seven, that's a world of difference. And that I almost feel you know, there's, there might be a couple guys that leave, and there might be one or two where OU m- might nudge them to leave, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's going to all be one way. But I don't, I almost wonder if he was able to, if Porter was able to instill that culture that he needed to where April isn't nearly as insane as it was last year. You know, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have because it's obviously talking about not making the NCAA tournament, but is I guess, I guess in a way, and you know, we kind of talked about this last week, but making the NIT and trying to make a run and that and winning a couple games, getting a couple more weeks of practice, is that almost a better thing for the program than going to the NCAA tournament, probably losing in the first round? Like I if you're asking me which one do you want, you're always gonna go NCAA tournament. Yes. But the reality that they're in right now, it maybe it is a better thing to make the NIT. Make a run through the through the NIT. Maybe go to New York City and uh, and try to win something and and have some positive momentum going into the first actual offseason that Porter Moser is going to be able to go out and recruit with. Right. It's not better, but you know Porter Moser yeah. would be able sure. to adjust in a heartbeat. He'd be like, sure. "All right, okay, cool. The, this is what we got to do. Now we got all this practice time. We get you know more time with Bijan and CJ and more more time with you know Tanner and Jacob and Jalen." learning the system and, you know, and feeling comfortable in what their roles are going to be next year. My curiosity would be if they went to the NIT, the role of Jordan Goldwire, would he still be like playing 30 to 35 minutes or would you try to massage Bijan in even more, you know, cause it's sort of like passing the torch. Like, all right, you've done what you want to do at OU for your one year, your one year, but I know you didn't want to play in the NIT, so it's it's okay if you sort of mentor Bijan along this process. But so that that was something I would I would sort of be watching. But yeah, I mean, if you could get a couple more weeks of practice, you know, Moser would love that to head into the first real off season of strength and conditioning, and then just kind of see where things go from there. You love the 2022 class in terms of scoring, in terms of shooting, in terms of being. Uh, point guard and, and stuff like that. They still have to find a big and that'll be, but if, if that's all, if, if because you don't lose as many people as you might've first thought from a month ago. And so you go into April saying, I got to find the best big in the portal possible. That would make your life a lot easier. It might still be hard to find that it might be, you know, somehow Texas tech was able to wait that process out to get Bryson Williams. And man, did that pay off? Like you don't know which one, is the one you need to jump at. But if you just need to find one or two in that regard, you know, you can breathe a lot easier feeling like you've got all the other parts around you and you're just trying to find that missing one instead of trying to put all these different pieces that don't connect together and try to make it work. It'd be super fascinating to wonder. And, you know, if they do go to the NIT, I guess we'll get there by next week or in two weeks, we'll figure out where they're actually going. But I almost think that Lloyd, Lloyd, no. Yeah. Like you were talking about that this morning. It's like, I 
almost kind of agree with you. Like, I think that OU might be more apt to say, yeah, we'll go play on the road as, instead of actually hosting. And you have to kind of wonder what the women's team will be doing. Are they going to be hosting NCAA games? Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's just like I, I still think they should move to the, the field house if you're going to play them. Don't play them at the wasteland that was the Lloyd Noble Center because if you thought Tuesday was bad. Yeah, uh, Tuesday attendance. NIT would look like. Be the first time since 2004, I believe. Yeah, you look at the Tuesday night attendance during senior night stuff. That was rough. That was a rough background. There's no way to sugarcoat it. No way to frame it to where it looked like it was packed by 615, 620, and it's not too bad. But by 550, when they did it, it that was not not a good look. Well, it's just weird too because, and you know, it's because of the obvious. And you've talked about this, Bob, but we haven't even met those guys. We've yep. literally never met those guys. So, like, where's the connection with the fans and guys that have only really been there for a year? You know, you've had Mo for two years, but that's it. At the same <laughs> time, was, it's and like still, we longest. I've never met Mo Gibson. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's just weird. It's kind of awkward. So they're 16 and 14, 6 and 11 in the Big Big 12, and the winner on Saturday is guaranteed the seventh spot, and so you wouldn't have to play the 8-9 game to begin the Big 12 tournament next week. Now Junior Day. And we'll let Bob go. <laughs> we still got a couple more minutes. Okay. I don't want you to be late. Just looking out for yeah. you. Yep. I mean, this is this is the weekend we've kind of been we gotta wait gearing till, up for. we got to wait until Josh comes back, apparently. What's that? I, I, I've been here the whole time. I have no idea what you guys were talking about, but I've been here the whole time. There's there's a basketball team, right? That's amazing. That's that's great news. Ball. Ball is like, baby. Ball is like. Ball is like. Let's do it. I think you said life, by the way. No, it, it's like. It's well, you are like. you are Mr. Hoops, that's, aren't you? That's the joke. So true. That's that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we've been hitting at this for a couple of weeks now. It's a huge junior day coming up. Um, and you've seen a lot of people. I mean, aren't there some people that are kind of funneling in a little bit earlier than junior day too? Yeah, like uh, Dijon Johnson is supposed to be here today. Uh, excuse me, tomorrow. Uh, well, uh, let me get my dates right here. Uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, of this week so there are um you know there, there are a few guys that are going to be there a little early and you're seeing that over the course of the month i mean not everybody's going to show up on saturday obviously you've got some spring break stuff going on so some guys are gonna you know hit multiple schools in the course of the month um you know so they may show up on a tuesday and wednesday and then go to wherever else thursday friday so you'll see a lot of that this month just because of the flexibility some guys have in their schedule but yeah, I mean, this is a uh, this is getting to be a very big event. I, I was kind of interested to see because my impression was the January one was supposed to be bigger, and this was kind of a uh, more refined, I guess you'd a say, precursor. like a little bit more. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of a anybody that maybe we found recently or those kind of things. But, I mean, you've got Caden Green coming in. You've got Caden McDonald, big defensive tackle from Georgia. Miles McVeigh, a rivals 100 guy from East St. Louis. I mean, there are there's some big-time dudes coming in. There's just no other way to say it in both 2023 and 2024. 
So I, I, I think you're seeing some some flexibility in that, but it's it's a really good list. I mean, even in 2025, you got Isaiah Mosey, uh, the son of you know former uh, former OU player Jamar Mosey, that um, a lot of people think is going to be a Rivals 100 type of guy in his class. So there is, um, it, it's an interesting weekend. There, there's a lot of guys uh, that I think um, I, I don't expect a lot of fireworks. I'm not saying there's going to be a lot of decisions coming out of this weekend. But I do think um, you're going to see – I would be surprised if there's less than four or five guys that are here this weekend that don't end up eventually in the class. Seems like kind of the theme of everything that goes into this weekend is just relationship, relationship, relationship. Like I, that's the constant thing that I've heard from people that are going to be involved this weekend is building relationships with these guys and building foundations that you can basically recruit them back to. I think that's 100% it. I mean, that that's the thing. You know, people say, oh, what's the, what's the thing you really notice? What's the difference between the old staff and the new staff? And there's others. But there's just no question the recruiting idea is very different. That They're playing a long game. They're not trying to impress you with Flash or, you know, have you taken pictures with Lamborghinis and that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that stuff didn't work. I'm not bashing it. That's, that's fine. Like, it's got a place. But... That's not what this staff believes in. They they want those kids to, you know, and their families and everybody to feel that OU is the best place for their kid to become a football player, a man, all those things. And that and that's what they're selling. And that's why it's not going to be high pressure. OU, I don't think you're going to see these weekends like we've seen it maybe at times in the past. You know, you go back to like the, the Theo Weiss and Trajan Bridges and uh, R.J. Henderson weekend uh, years ago. I don't think you're going to see that. I don't think that's what this is because OU wants these guys to come to it on their own time. You know, they're, they're going to do it in the way that they feel like the kid is making his own choice rather than we sold him on it. We, we sold him to do this. Now, they're going to recruit. I'm not trying to paint them as, you know, white knights or anything. I mean, they're trying to get the best players they can. But at the same time, I think it's just going to be a lot more. I mean, and God, we keep coming back to it, but it's it's in what they do, they back up the things they keep saying. It's relationship, not transactional. They're not trying to get to an end result. They're not rushing to the the finish line, I guess. It is going to be interesting in terms of, and I think that you've answered a couple of these questions on the board before on uh, maybe one of the board chats, just with the size of the amount of guys that are coming in this weekend, it's going to be interesting to see how they, I guess, how do you build a relationship with somebody when there's 50 other guys there? Like, how do you make it important for that soul, for that one person, as opposed to everybody else that's going to be there? I, I, I find that, Kind of like I wonder if they look at this weekend and they go, well, maybe in you know next junior days we should go smaller. I that will be kind of interesting to see how they, uh, I guess, operate and then kind of evaluate the weekend as a whole. I, I think it's a it's a good case study. I think the thing that helps, and you know, guys, we used to talk about this all the time with the previous staff that it was really tough for them to have 40, 50 guys on campus. Well, now, God, OU's got that many guys in their coaching staff, like to varying sure. degrees of what you want to call the coaching staff. Now, obviously, you know, the 
the highlight guys, you know, the Caden Greens, the Miles McVeighs, the Richard Youngs, they want time with Brent. They want time with Lebby. They, you know, they, they, you're going to have to find a way to balance that correctly, but you're right. I mean, there, there, OU can almost go man to man with a lot of these guys with, okay, Brent's, you know, making this guy an offer. He's doing this or he's doing that thing. Okay. You can do that. And then you turn around and say, Okay, uh, Caleb Kelly, ex-player, he's going to sit here and talk with you. Or, you know, um, e- even Jeremiah Cradell, a guy that, you know, really should still be playing out his eligibility. They've got all these guys they can send at these players and their parents and their families and make it seem seamless. So there's got, I mean, I'm sure there is a plan in place to how they want to navigate that, but there's no question. Certain guys, like I said, the, the three I mentioned are good examples. Uh, guys, you know, maybe coming from a little farther away that they're not going to get that many shots at. Musa Kane, Jaden Bonsu, guys from New Jersey. Maybe those guys, they kind of make a point like, okay, we want Brent to have 30 minutes with those guys. Well, he might only spend five or 10 with a kid from Texas that's already visited four times. So I, I think that'll be an interesting, ba- mm, excuse me, interesting balance to kind of follow because they're going to have to make some choices. You're right. Brent Brent just can't be in 40 places at one time. And same with Lebby or any of the other real, you know, kind of focal points of these players' recruitments. Yeah, that's definitely a benefit of having a bigger support staff. And then not just guys on the sports staff, but guys that, you know, have literally been in those shoes before. I would imagine that they play a big role in in weekends like these. Oh, sure. I mean, guys, you you can tell – that and I mean, you know, I I think based on what we saw OU produce after signing day with some of the you know when Caleb Kelly sat down with some of the freshmen that were already there and doing some of that stuff like you can tell they're going to put him in a place where he's going to be presenting OU to people like in in a certain way and obviously with that whole soul team I mean that that's obviously there will be something built into this weekend with those guys where they're. They're talking about their time at OU, their journey, what it was like for them, you know, those kind of things where, you know, players, we, guys, we've talked about this for years. Players talked, uh, one of my favorite questions is when I talk to a player and kind of ask him, well, what are the coach, you know, what's he telling you? And then sometimes off camera, sometimes it won't even be part of my interview. I'm kind of like, well, do you believe what they're telling you? And you get some good answers there sometimes where, yeah, you know, I mean, that it doesn't quite add up with this guy that I knew or that kind of thing, but when they hear it from another player, players tend to take that stuff as gospel. I mean, that that is just a fact, and they know. I mean, I, I, I some see it as a pitch, and then but most really take it much more at face value than what they hear from a coach who they know has a vested interest in selling them on something. Yeah, I, want, I almost wonder, like all the you know social media we've seen about the dinners and the get-togethers and stuff, like. Is that also, I mean, I'm sure it's getting to know each other as a staff because everybody's new and this and that, but I wonder how much of that is like a dress rehearsal for when you do get kids on campus and you start doing official visits and how that's all going to work and, and kind of just getting it down to a science a little bit, I wonder. I'm very interested to see if that's something that continues going forward, you know, like in the years to come, or if this really is like kind of like what you said, Carrie. Then and that's my guess is that this is a, Hey, we got to get together. We got to come together really fast. We got a bunch of new staff. We got a bunch of players that don't know us. Like we got to build this thing and we got to do it quickly. And I wonder how much of that is what's happening right now. But guys, 
I mean, in the last month, it feels like they've done six, seven major team dinners, events, kind of things yeah. together. And I, and somebody asked me, like, w- was Lincoln Riley doing this and it just wasn't getting publicized? And guys, I, no. I don't think no, so. No, they publicized like, I, everything I that they did. Like, yes. There was nothing. If they did something like that, that was going to be out on social media. It just was. Yeah. And it's, it's so definitely like, different. I, I think that they're. Brent just looks at that kind of stuff, I think, much differently than Lincoln Mm -hmm. did. And I'm not saying that Lincoln doesn't like he knows that chemistry and stuff like that is important on a team. But I don't know. It feels like a a little bit of a different value being placed on it. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It's just. It's been interesting. I, I, I that I mean, if there's anything that I've taken out of the first, you know, what is it, two and a half months that the new staff has been here, it's been stuff like that. The trips to the ranch or just, you know, the soul thing with the importance that they're placing that on. Uh, kind of saw it firsthand on Saturday at, at a children's event here in Oklahoma City. It's like, I'm not saying that they didn't do that stuff under Lincoln Riley, but well, you it used is tickets. very, very important to Brent that they do that kind of stuff. Get blocked, get his tickets for charity events. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I took Lincoln and Caitlin Riley's <laughs> tickets, yes, to the event. <laughs> you're oh, winning the war. We had a lovely, you're, lovely you're, time. You're literally winning the war right now. And because he's blocked you, he doesn't even know. Oh, he knows. <laughs> Word was sent out to L.A. Where he knows. Did you say you? You know what, Eddie? You should send him a thank you card. I think he'd really appreciate it. Not a bad idea. A little letterhead, a little Rodolfo's yeah. letterhead. I might. I might. Sure. Send That's a pretty good idea. Thanks for that. I wonder if five, I get any feedback. Thanks for that five hundred dollars you donated, so I could get free tickets. <laughs> I think it was probably a little bit more than no, that. No, I looked yes. at what level he was on their website. Well, I, that's what was listed. I I can tell you there was definitely more. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Can't you just allow the slander? Or not for the children, my... Carrie. Not for the children. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't slandering you... the artwork. <laughs> Listen, Carrie I just am, comes on I'm like, I'm not impressed money. by any of that. <laughs> no, I'm very impressed by all of it. No, it was good. It was cool. So, I, I mean, it is, I, it I, is crazy though, like the just the like the team dinners and not even just having a team dinner. It was like an entire team sat at one big table. Like yeah. I I found that stuff to be like hmm kind of interesting. I I'm kind of excited to talk to the players when we get a chance at the start of spring just to, you know, I'm sure that they're always going to be asked like what the differences are, but I don't know. It's, it, I don't know what you guys have heard. It just seems like the tone coming out of that, the, uh, the camp right now, it, it just, there's a lot of people that are very excited about what's going on down there. Yeah. It, real quick though. I, I, I want to go back to junior day just for a second and, and then we can, get into some of that but you know I think it is interesting because in in what little visits they've had so far Josh 
you have seen a lot of social media stuff. I mean, you've seen like the big throne and stuff they've had for the recruits and mm -hmm. uh, the pictures that they, and they just got done doing player pictures. So you, you know that they're getting set up and ready for that. I'm just going to be really interesting to see from the social media aspect of what comes out, what they do. I imagine it's going to look a lot like what's happened in the past, even with Lincoln Riley and uh, his recruiting team there. But Brent obviously is going to bring some stuff with him from Clemson about what they would do on recruiting visits uh, and, and big recruiting weekends. So I'm kind of excited just to see what they what they bring to the table in a big recruiting weekend like this. Absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, and, and I want to be honest, because we talked about that early, I think after his first press conference, that, uh, you know, and, and I think, Kerry, you to some degree agreed to me. Like, there, there were... Some things he said that you're like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we want to go in that, you know, if, if OU is going to want to go in that direction with some of the stuff. But they're checking all the boxes. They're doing the stuff they need to do. The kids getting the photo shoots and doing all the, the stuff that you have to do. I mean, you just, it, it's part of it. And I, I, you know, I, you talk to coaches, they hate that stuff because it's time they, they don't get to spend like really chatting the kids and talking to them and doing that stuff. But the kids want to have those pictures to tweet out and they want to do all that stuff. And it's just kind of part and parcel of a, a visit now. Like that's just the way it goes. And I, OU's doing all that stuff. They're doing the, the, the flash stuff they need to do. But I, I'm with you. I'm interested to see what directions it goes. Because like I said, I, that, that January visit, people said, Oh yeah, there were some pictures. And, and you're right. There were. I feel like this is the first one where they've had a chance to sit down and kind of say, this is how we see it. This is what we want to do. This is our, you know, we've got this idea. We've got that idea. I mean, you've got Lee Davis coming from Florida, obviously Brent from Clemson. I mean, you've got a lot of people that have been around big time recruiting and they're going to get to kind of all throw their hat in the ring and say, you know, this is where we see this going. This is how we want to present it. You know, all these kind of things. So I, I think that's going to be, really interesting to follow and just what they come up with because I think you're going to see some stuff that we haven't seen before but you're right they'd be foolish because I whatever else you want to say about Lincoln Riley and the staff uh that that preceded this one they understood how to recruit on social media they yeah. they got that yeah. so don't throw that out that would just be foolish and silly well, and I think they're smart reason, enough to recognize that it's the exact reason why USC's faced such a nightmare from OU Twitter because yeah. Lincoln grew OU Twitter because of recruiting because he, he people flocked to Twitter to to keep up with what he was doing recruiting wise what recruits were doing uh, and it's 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 a weapon in your arsenal that you need to use absolutely I mean it, it just it because it, guys it's not always um, people like oh that's you know the kid tweets out a picture do you realize how many guys that follow I don't know, let's say Caden Green, and he tweets out a bunch of pictures from his OU visit. Well, half of OU's offensive line offers see that and say, oh, that's pretty sweet. I kind of want to go check that out, and he seems like he's really loving it. They may hit him up, like, what was it like? What Did you have a good time? You know, do I want to do – like, those guys are having all kinds of conversations, and when you throw that possibility in, you just – it you – God, I'll stop for a second. Um, <laughs> you get – a situation where Caden Green's doing recruiting for you. Whether he's coming to OU or not, he's selling your school for you because he's made it look good to be there, and it's done so because you created a area to, to do so and create kind of a social media image for himself.
Yeah. So, I mean, stay tuned all weekend. You know, we'll be, especially on the Crimson Corner, you'll see everybody. If you, if you not big on Twitter and you don't want to follow kids left and right, it'll kind of be condensed there for you. So, you know, and see kind of what's going on throughout the weekend. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Now, sorry, Eddie, uh, I, I, I cut you off a little bit, but, um, you were wanting to talk a little bit just about the mood of the team going into spring practice. And um, as I said earlier, we'll be talking to uh, later today, we'll be talking to uh, all the assistants we haven't talked to, which are um, um, Jeff Levy and um, who am I forgetting? I don't think we're going to talk to Roof either because we already yeah. talked to them. Is it Jeff Levy and Roof that we're not going to talk yeah, to? Jeff we're Levy talk and to everybody Roof else? are the two that we won't, but everybody else will be available for 15 minutes Yeah, apiece. I believe so. I think it'll be just like, you know, I, in a way, I mean, <laughs> even though it's a new staff, it's, you know, you, you talk to Joe John, you talk to DeMarco or Bill, uh, Kale, whoever. It's not like you're meeting an entire new group of people. Obviously, on the defensive side, you got Brandon Hall and you got uh, Jay Valai, you got, uh, oh, who else? Uh, Todd Bates. Uh, I guess those are the only three that will really be talking to for the first time. Is yeah. that, is that accurate? I guess in a way, I'm just kind of interested to see what they say about kind of their look towards the spring and, and, and being able to actually get out on the field with some of these guys. How do, how do uh, some of the returning players fit into their plans? Uh, it, it is going to be kind of interesting to talk to some of the players once we're able to talk to them uh, just about, you know, getting to know some of the new coaches impressions of early uh, enrollees in the program. I know that they flooded uh, social media on Tuesday, I think it was, with pictures uh, from them in uniforms and stuff. And I it, I don't know. I, th- it seems like there's a lot of easy buy-in right now, Carrie, and I think that's uh, just like anything because when you have something new, everybody wants to buy in and believe in something that uh, they're, they're trying to build and something they're trying to get to. Yeah, and I mean, I I think we've talked about it a lot. I mean, that's the next step for this program is getting out there on a practice field together, getting with those coaches, sure. starting to really feel like you're part of a football team and, and and moving on from, you know, a past era. I mean, you're going to install a new defense. You're going to install a new offense. Everybody's going to be starting fresh. Um, and it, it'll it be interesting also kind of like what we're talking about with the, the coaches and all the stuff that they've done together how much kind of team bonding stuff we'll see throughout the spring too. No doubt. And I, I, you know, I think that there's going to be a ton of that kind of stuff and part of it, it's part of the sole mission uh, and what they're trying to accomplish. And then I think the other part of it too, is just being a part of a football team. Like I, Brent went on and on and on about that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, he's not just saying it to say it. I think he actually believes it. I did think it was kind of interesting that they put out, you know, they put out some stuff from, uh, Oh, I guess it's, I don't know if it's an award or people got not, uh, people got recognized. The academic stuff. Sweat. Well, the sweat oh, the stuff. It's two twelve or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I did think it was kind of interesting. The six names that they listed were, you know, probably six guys that you would expect to see on that list. Jeffrey Johnson, uh, McCabe Matower, Dylan Gabriel, Woody Washington, Marvin Mims, and Eric Gray. I mean, that's a, and it kind of goes back to what Brent talked about on signing day, just as far as, the guys that they brought in in the program that are, you know, junior, I mean, uh, grad transfers into the program from the transfer portal 
are all guys that have played a lot of football. And, you know, what was it? I, I can't remember if it was four or five of them served as captains on their former teams. I, that stuff probably got overlooked a little bit. And I think it's probably really important going into uh, Brent's first year. Well, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of exciting stuff to come, and we're just getting going. I mean, the NFL Combine's going on this week as well. Uh, Levin Sooner's up there. Our guy Isaiah's up there. Uh, will be interesting to see uh, kind of what happens to guys like, uh, um, you know, Perry on Winfrey and Nick Benito and uh, whether they kind of climb or fall in people's eyes. And uh, it all kind of starts with, like, the bench press, and then, you know, you start into drills. Uh, but... You know, I think for guys like Perion and Isaiah and, and Nick, kind of the bench press sets the tone there for the rest of the week. They can either just kind of be guys that are guys. They can impress or they can put up a number where people are like, ugh, that doesn't look good. And that's going to – I think a lot of people are going to follow that just from the, the, the Benny Wiley thing. Like, they want to sure. see where OU players rank with other players in the combine strength-wise. Well, I mean, is there anybody that can re- – obviously, Perry uh, on Winfrey had an incredible senior bowl. Uh, I thought, you know, Isaiah did did himself well th- uh, down there in Mobile. Is there anybody – like, is Nick Benito probably the biggest name this weekend that needs to go up there? Or I, I guess I don't even want to say needs, just wants to put, put up on some a good, good numbers. performance. Yeah. Put up some good numbers because – sure. I mean, he's, he's not Aiden Hutchinson. He's not, uh, you know, he, he's not Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I mean, he's he's a guy that has a lot of really good stats. PFF has been in love with him forever. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but the tape doesn't necessarily show a, a completely dominant player. And I think the biggest thing for him this week is to put up good numbers. Because that's that's the only way that he can, you know, increase his stock, I think, because you look at the tape and you're like, yeah, he, he, he plays hard, but he hasn't, he, you know, he didn't get to the quarterback as much. So no, that's just a fact. Why have I missed something? What, what's going on with Kennedy Brooks? I just think he's so low key. Like, and I just think running backs are just, unless you're, you know, Saquon Barkley or Najee Harris. I mean, it, it's like nobody really talks that much about running backs. I mean, the, the okay. draft geeks do. I mean, if you're if you're following Todd McShay and Daryl Jer- Jer- Daniel Jeremiah, yeah. and, you know, getting the Pro Football Weekly stuff, I mean, like they're, they're – I'm sure there is, a you know, a top six or seven c- kind of consensus among people. But I just I, – I mean, I think he's probably fourth, fifth, sixth-round guy. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how he performs up there just from an aspect of you didn't see him at the senior bowl is kind of disappointing that he did. It. I don't know if he didn't get invited or if he turned down an invite. Uh, there's, I mean, from a, just an, from a watching standpoint, when they get out on the field starting on uh, Thursday, it should be fun to see what these guys are able to do. I mean, there's 11 of them. They're all going to be up there. I think Kennedy Brooks might kind of be one of those guys too that like his biggest impression is on film. Like just watching yeah. him run, I don't yeah, know that nothing he's... he can. There's no numbers he can put up. He just picks up eight yards of carry. There's nothing. There's nothing else you can say about it. And I think it's probably that his numbers just aren't incredibly impressive. I mean, you know, it, it, as much as you know the the 
walk in the park kind of thing, you know, that, that he's been t- labeled with. Like, there's not just a bunch of explosion out of him athletically. It's it's all in the running with him. Yeah. All in the vision. It's it's interesting that somebody like a, you know, and it might be kind of a bad example because uh, he's run into some injuries, but somebody like a Saquon Barkley, you look up and the Giants are trying to sw- uh, look for suitors for him or to trade him away. But somebody like a Kennedy Brooks that probably isn't going to just put up in Incredible numbers in a combine, you know, maybe he does find a home in somewhere that he can run the football for a couple years. Yeah, just got an official word. Uh, Todd Bates, Bill Biedenbaugh, uh, Miguel Chavis, Joe John Finley, Kale Gundy, Brandon Hall, DeMarco Murray, Jay Valai. And so spring, and spring football will officially begin on Tuesday, March 22nd. Mm. So I'm trying to look. Is that, I'm, I'm guessing that is after spring break. Yeah, I haven't looked at the online. Spring break they canceled. Do we not do that anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's spring break is March 12th through the 20th, so it'll okay. start after spring break. Which pretty much places that spring game at April 23rd like it's been thrown out there. A little yeah, bit. I think we hear something on that announcement, uh, I would say, by the end of the week. All right. Um, I think Josh has left us. Um I'm here. Oh, I'm you're here. there. Okay. You, you, you guys just, just got really quiet. I mean, I, I was I wasn't needed. You know, I I like to hear myself talk, but not all the time. But you are you looking for anything this weekend? And as far as the combine goes, Josh. Oh, you guys know me. Like I'll I'll try to watch. I, this literally is like your next four days are like your Super Bowl, aren't they? <laughs> I'm interested to see this the Saturday prime time thing. How that works out. Because you guys don't, I mean, a lot of people don't realize they didn't have a combine last year because of COVID. They almost didn't have one this year. Yeah, well, that was a small bump in the road, it turned out. But no, they're going to have like the like the bigger stuff on Saturday. It's going to be televised on ABC, which I think is the quarterbacks throwing and things like that, so... You know, Josh is just far, he just lives for those offensive linemen going through bag drills. It's it's sad. I mean, it, it, there's not it's not untrue. It really isn't. But I mean, I, I think the the thing that I'm really going to want to see is I want to see what Nick Benito comes in at, like where he is with his size. Because I think that's the one thing people are going to knock him for is he's not going to work in certain schemes if he can't play 250 plus. And I think he's got to see if he can carry that and do it well. Um, and Perion, I, I, I want to see, this should be a place where Perion, like, I, I would have thought this is where he'd make money. Not, not the senior bowl, the senior bowl. Yeah. He was so consistent and so good that whole week to see him now. You're like, man, because I mean, he should test really well. Like his cone drill, if he's been working on it should be unbelievable for a man his size with his quickness and burst like that should all work um but yeah I, you know those are and and uh, Brian Osamoa I want to see what Brian Osamoa runs like I think he might low 4 5 it like I, I think he could hmm. do that and if he does you're talking about some serious jack right there uh with the way he played over the last half of the year so th- those are the three guys that to me are the most interesting um just to see what they do, because I think they could make themselves a lot of money if things go right for them. 
And it's also just going to be interesting, too, because you have the Combine this week, and then you have Pro Day next week on the 9th. So mm-hmm. it's like that's a quick turnaround. And, you know, there, I mean, there's I guess there's going to be 12 guys at the Pro Day. There's 11 at the Combine. So just about everybody that, you know, is, is draft eligible or a legit draft is at the Combine. Um, but we'll see, like, does Perrion even do workouts if he has a really good Combine? You wonder that. You wonder the same thing for, like, Isaiah. Like, if he puts up good numbers, does he do anything but positional drills? And Nick would be the same thing. So, it is just interesting that there's 11 guys going, and the only guys we're talking about are the defensive linemen. It kind of shows you, like, that really was the best part of this team last year. I don't think there was any question. I mean, you want to just say front seven in general with Osamoa and you know, include that, then, I mean, that's just a landslide, the best group on that team last year. By the way, uh, I, mean, I, I think I need to... Is there a bigger indictment than sending 11 guys up there and... Yeah, it's pretty bad. ...with that show? I mean, I know we've talked and about it before. And to not play for a just, Big 12 title, even. It, yeah, it's it's wild. It, it is kind of wild to think they're sending that many guys up there. And especially on the defensive side of the ball, and you have those guys basically taking plays off on important downs. It just... I don't know. Not going to do it. Not going there. That's real growth, Eddie. I'm really proud of you, buddy. That was a big moment. That's just fucking bullshit, Josh. (laughs) I just don't understand. I'm kidding. He's too busy with Colin Coward these days. He's just such a a little troll. He's a little troll. Well, that's That's the thing. It's like, I don't even really, I I hate even recognizing it because he's just trolling you. Just like, stop. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what Feeding the trolls. I mean. You got to dance the dance. Oh, you're feeding the troll, so. But I don't care. Merch is coming. Eddie Merch on the way. We've done a photo shoot this week. It was fantastic, by the way. I'm, I'm excited. I, no, I'm, really I'm good excited about that stuff, but I'm excited about just getting into the office. I haven't been down there the last couple of days, so it's going to be pretty cool. Just being back in Norman, I think, is going to be pretty cool. Eddie actually showed I, up. I don't. In, in, I feel like I only go down there for games. You know, Eddie actually showed up, and it turned into an impromptu uh, community job interview uh, with a, a couple of other people. It's a pretty interesting day. It went well, and then Broke. I hurt my shoulder trying to unload the TV wall on the truck. <laughs> the thing's massive. Well, the problem was when you guys left, I needed to nudge it over a little bit and I could not get it to move. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it is heavy. It's 360 yeah, it pounds heavy. or something. Yeah. So Josh is like, Exciting. Oh, God, what did you get? What else don't I know about? I live in fear. <laughs> I just live in fear. Speaking of fear, my wife has just returned from out of, out of town. So, I've got that fear to look forward to as well. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure Mm -hmm. the girls are just running around in the backyard screaming because of all the sugar that you've let them have. Uh, They're at school. They they did get to skip gymnastics last night. They were pretty jacked about that. So uh, just poor planning on my part. No scholarships to owe you for gymnastics for the kids then uh layla layla might have a future Lay- layla's my athlete she- she's got a chance um for greatness but um Lane- laney we're gonna we're gonna focus on school we, th- we think that's where uh that's where her home base is gonna be what would be a female gymnastics equivalent of being an offensive lineman like is there an event oh 
I don't think there really the, like is. the non-glory event. Yeah, the floor exercise. Um, not not really. You need to be pretty well because that, that girl from USC, USC. What was that? <laughs> UCLA was super famous uh, a couple years ago for that big floor routine she did that everybody got all excited about. Um, what was? Yeah, I don't. I don't know of one. I mean, yeah, I don't think there are any offensive line yeah. equivalents in. No, there's not. I mean, yeah, I think they there's no shot putters or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be out of luck. Uh, Damned. All right. uh, Hey, Soonerscoopstore.com. Go check it out. Uh, Eddie Eddie Collection. uh, It's in under development, heavily under development. Um, Might have some things to share with you soon on that. Uh, but uh, we still got plenty of hats in stock. Uh, Eddie wore his last night. Got a lot of eyeballs and. I know we've already gotten a lot of orders this morning just based off of that. So uh, go get them while they're still in stock. Uh, still plenty in stock. So do it while you can. Don't wait until it's too late. Uh, Soonerscoopstore.com. And we certainly appreciate it. And uh, now that I'm pretty much at the office every day, I'm getting those shipped out pretty much daily at this point. So anyway, we thank you all for listening. We thank Jason Kersey. Wish him well in his next endeavor. Uh trying to uh, defend the defend defenseless uh, as a lawyer. We'll talk to him in a few years and see how much he hates it. Um, so good luck to him. Uh, but p- really appreciate catching up with him. Always great. Uh, and really proud that he'd do that on the day when he made the big announcement that he was leaving uh, and changing career paths. So thanks to him. Thanks to uh, Bob, who's uh, out interviewing uh, very important people. Uh, plus uh, lots to come, spring football getting going, uh, uh, big visit, junior day weekends, uh, lots to report there coming up as well, uh, NFL Combine Pro Day. Uh, so never been a busier time at Sooner Scoop. So uh, go check it out, Soonerscoop.com. Uh, subscribe. Uh, we got more NIL stuff on the way that we'll be announcing uh, in you know uh, the next month or so. Hopefully have some of that underway uh, when spring football gets underway as well. So your subscription certainly helps us out with that, uh, just like it did with Isaiah Thomas last year. So thanks, for everybody, for listening. Thanks for participating. Thanks for uh, DeadSoxy.com being a great sponsor. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.